You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. Hey, 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 it's John Grimes from the Ambiguously Blind Podcast. You are listening to the most interesting griller in the world, Chris Peltz and the Blind Grilling Experience. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning, don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking, fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Welcome back to another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience, folks. We got several things that we're going to be talking about today. A couple of corrections, I guess, I need to make uh, from this past Wednesday's episode, at least the uh, little my story that I did on the farm fresh eggs. Uh, I'll get into that in just a minute, but uh, also want to... Uh, once again, just say hello to all the folks out there in Colorado on the AINC uh, Audio Information Network of Colorado Network. Got us on their uh, their phone system, so you don't even need to have internet service. They've got a phone number that you can dial up, and you can uh, follow the prompts and listen to various podcasts, including this very podcast, Blind Grilling Experience, Right there on their phone system, which is just awesome. Uh, it's a great service that they're offering, um, and a lot of great uh, a lot of great podcasts that are on that as well. So we'll try to have that information uh, in the description as well as, of course, uh, we've posted it on our Facebook when it comes to the Blind Grill and Facebook page. And so we'll try to help get that info out there. If you want to share it with folks who maybe don't have internet service but would love to listen to podcasts and uh, would love to listen to Blind Grilling Experience, they can they can do so right there on uh, on that network. Uh, we're going to be talking about beef ribs a little bit today. I want to get into that, especially with the uh, the you know in the middle of summer, a lot of folks are going to be throwing some beef ribs down. There's probably been a bunch of sales and stuff, but I've been having a lot of questions. Folks have asked about how to do beef ribs, so we're going to get into that. But before we do, I do want to make a correction on something uh, that I said and posted. And and it was it was harmful enough, and really it, it at one time was true, <laughs> but but some things change. Things change over time. For sure. But I pointed out that the United States is one of only two countries that refrigerate their eggs. Well, uh, somebody had commented on one of the posts that I put out uh, for the podcast, and they actually said this is absolutely not true, but I was close. But, but I guess enough I can make a correction. I looked it up, and there are actually four countries that require that eggs be refrigerated. Japan, Australia, um, and the United States are, are the, the main three, and Scandinavia. And so 
th- those are the four. Now, there are other countries where you can buy eggs that are refrigerated, but uh, I think someone else commented that in the Philippines, for example, there, there's both. They have some that are refrigerated and some that are not. Um, but when it comes to the whole process and government oversight and all of that, it would appear that there are four uh, countries that refrigerate their eggs. The UK, over in Europe, they do not. Uh, South America, Mexico, they do not. Um, you know, Central America, they do not uh, refrigerate their eggs at all. And so, uh, so anyway, so the little bit of correction on that. Um, you know, instead of two, there's only four. But when you consider all the countries in the world, um, it, it it is the exception rather than the rule. So with all of that said, let's talk about some beef ribs today. Kickashbasket.com for all your grilling accessory needs. Check out their heat resistant gloves, their charcoal management basket to improve the airflow and the fire control that you have in your charcoal grill, as well as the kick ash cans that help with easy cleanup of all the ashes They've got the J.J. George Grill Torch, as well as some rubs and seasonings and other items that make grilling not only easier and a lot more fun, but also some great gifts. If you want to share the love with some folks out there, go to uh, and use the link in our description for kickashbasket.com and tell them Blind Grilling sent you. Beef ribs is something that uh, I think a lot of folks are are interested in doing. They have a couple of various names. Probably one of the most popular is brisket on a stick, and I love that name. Talking about brisket on a stick, and and one of the reasons folks use that as kind of a description isn't just because you've got this bone you can hold on to, uh, you know, in, unless they're a little, you know. Sometimes you got them where they're cut and you don't necessarily have the handle on it, but sometimes you do. Sometimes you got this big long rib bone sticking out, you know, with the meat uh, hanging off of one side. And and they refer to it as brisket on a stick because the, the, the way you cook and the texture of the meat and the way you go about it really, in my experience, the best way to do beef ribs is to treat it like a brisket. Uh, it, they can be easy to dry out. And so if you're going to be putting them on the smoker again, uh, you're, you're basically going to be seasoning them up just like you would a brisket. You're going to put them on the grill, you know, at the same temp and, and give them about two and a half to three hours before you wrap them, get that bark to set. Then you're going to wrap them, put a probe in them and, Bring them up to that 195 internal temp, you know, maybe up to 200, and let them get probe tender, and uh, and and that's it. They're they're going to be done. Some depending on the smoker you're using, you know, if you want to use a little bit of beef tallow, you want to use some butter, uh, or spritz it, maybe with some apple juice or something like that. You can certainly do that to kind of help keep them moist, depending on the grill that you're using, but. Ultimately, you're you're basically just going through the steps of uh, of a brisket. <clears throat> it might be a little bit shorter time frame, 
in the cook. But as far as your temperatures that you're looking for, what you're cooking them at, is all going to be the same. That you know, that's really the best, and and uh, you know the the way that I recommend doing beef ribs. If you you know uh, the bigger the better, <laughs> of course, and uh, they're awesome. Man, folks are going to absolutely love them. You know, when it comes to seasoning brisket, when it comes to seasoning the beef ribs in and of themselves, I get a lot of questions about that also. And, and there are a lot of great rubs that are out there. You know, we've got, uh, you know, folks that we have had on the podcast, Mikey K from Fire Smoke Barbecue Company, who's got a great, uh, you know, six corners brisket rub, which is awesome. You've got Lane's Barbecue, which has his, you know, brisket rub. Uh, you've got, you know, meat cherry. I mean, there's all kinds of, of rubs and seasonings that are out there. But ultimately... I find that for those who want to keep it simple and want to, you know, not necessarily go chasing after a whole bunch of uh, different seasonings and brands and all of that, if you're willing to put in the effort to grind your own pepper, then fresh cracked pepper and coarse ground salt, that that's your best bet. Just 50-50 or maybe 60-40, 60, 60 pepper, 40 salt, um, I, I, that's my favorite. A lot of folks like it 50-50 when it comes to the salt and pepper ratio. Maybe a little bit of garlic powder in there if you want. And a lot of times you can find some of these all-purpose rubs or the classic rubs where that's pretty much all it is anyway is uh, pepper, salt, garlic. Um, you know, sometimes it's SPG. Usually they put in order the ratios, like if it's at salt, pepper, garlic, that means that more than likely there's more salt than pepper. If you can find one where pepper is first, you know, if you're not going to grind it yourself and do all of it yourself, then uh, you look for one that has pepper first. And I think uh, I, I think it does a lot better, not only for putting a nice bark on the brisket or on the beef ribs, but it, it's something that is just... Um, yeah, it just goes so well with beef. I mean, salt is going to be great. You want to have the salt, but I really like the pepper flavor. And that's where, you know, it can add a little bit of heat, you know, but, uh, you know, you can, you can adjust things for personal preference when it comes to that. But I would start with a 50-50 mix of the, the fresh ground cracked pepper and, and coarse salt and uh, and go from there, whether it's a sea salt, a kosher salt, something like that. Add a little bit of garlic powder to taste. You know, you can throw in paprika if you want, but, um, you know, that's that's where I would start when it comes to the seasoning. And, again, if you can do it on a smoker, then, you know, that's the way I'd start off at about 275 degrees uh, for your pit temp and, you know, let that rib go until you know it hits that 165 to 170 internal temp you know if you want if you got a meat probe to go ahead and put in and once it does that I would wrap it I would absolutely wrap it and you know again you can add some duck fat you can add some beef tallow you can add some butter if you want if you're worried about it drying out uh, but if if you wrap it and it's on a ceramic grill it'll probably be fine uh, if you're on some other type of grill, I might add some kind of liquid in there with it uh, to keep it from 
from drying out. And then just get that internal temp up to between 195 and 200 degrees uh, on those ribs. And, uh, and again, you know, make sure it's probe tender and you, you'll be good. You will be absolutely good. And figure on four to six hours. And, and sometimes it's really going to depend on the size of those ribs. Some, some folks get them where they're kind of short, you know, they're a little, you know, not very big at all. And others get them where they're just, you know, huge chunks of meat on the bone. So that, you know, is because I don't know exactly what they've got. The folks who are asking about the beef ribs, uh, the best way for me to instruct on that is just going to be to follow the temperatures. Uh, put a probe in it from the very beginning and and then just kind of learn how your grill cooks them and you know how long it takes to get whatever size you've got up to about 170 degrees internal temp give or take um, wrap it and bring it up to close to that 200 degrees internal temp and look for probe tender so uh, so that's how I would recommend doing the uh, the uh, the <clears throat> the meat on a stick <laughs> <laughs> oh, brisket on a stick. I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Uh, so anyway, uh, man, we got a lot of exciting things that are happening all together here at Blind Grilling. Uh, you know, we have begun to post the podcast on our YouTube channel and on YouTube podcast. And so, you know, for those who maybe aren't as big into the podcasting uh, you know, apps and, and things like that, which I know there are some folks out there that like that, but they really love going to YouTube and listening to things on YouTube and YouTube music. You know, they've set up their whole podcasting deal. And so we you can find Blind Grilling Experience now on YouTube podcast. And so uh, you can also go to our youtube.com slash blind grilling and find us uh, right there posted directly on the page. And... Uh, and listen there as well. Uh, some other exciting news that we have, we are working on some great guests that I think we're going to have come on. Uh, I do want to, um, you know, again, kind of walk through the instant read and the leave-in thermometers and probes because that is another big question that has come up recently. In fact, just as I was getting ready to come and record this particular podcast, I got a text from uh, a listener and friend up in New York, Walter, who sent a message asking about the Meter Plus probe. And then, of course, on Facebook, uh, there's been lots of questions about meat probes here recently, as well as the emails that I've been getting. And uh, that Meter Plus, I just can't... Uh, you know, I, I I can't recommend hardly anything else. I mean, it, it is it's really working for me. I, I'm really enjoying it. I really like it. I do want to say very clearly that if you're looking at getting a leave-in probe that you want and it's you know that's not wireless, but you can leave it in whether it's in a grill, smoker, or in your oven, the Meter Plus is great, but do not, N-O-T, do not get the meter block. The meter block at this point is still not accessible. And so you don't want to get that. You want to get the individual Meter Plus, and it is completely accessible from the get-go. Right out of the box, those who are blind or visually impaired with screen readers in the app 
on their phones can get it all set up and and it's great. It is absolutely great. I've been using it on some pork on a pork butt. I've been using it on burgers. I've used it on chicken breast. Uh, um, yeah, I, it just it, it just works. It just it's been working great. So um, I haven't. I'm not sure about the battery life of the charging block because it just takes like a AAA battery, and so I'm thinking I may need to replace it. Now, after several cooks that I've used it, and so I, I'm 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 gonna have to double check that. But other than that, it's it's been great. Um, and again, you, you just you put it in the meat, you can leave it in, and not only is it telling you the temperature of the meat itself, but it's telling you also you know the ambient temperature as well. And you take it out of its charging block, and you know, the, the, I'm sorry, the little little charger uh, that it comes with, this wood charger that it comes with. As soon as you pull it out, it comes on, and it'll connect to your phone through the app. And when you're done, you get it cleaned up after it's cooled off. You put it back on that in the wood charger, and uh, it it turns off. As simple as that. So it, it is becoming one of my favorite probes and thermometers. It's certainly not the only one that's out there. Um, it's it's the, the one that I'm familiar with at this point when it comes to wireless, for sure. But there is, of course, the uh, Flame Boss. Everyone knows we're a huge fan of Flame Boss. They, not only their controllers, but they do have the, the Wi-Fi thermometer. And that's probably the advantage that Flame Boss has over the meter probe is the Wi-Fi thermometer. First of all, it's a little cheaper. It runs, I think, $70 retail. But you can also, you, you, it comes with two meat probes, and I think you can add a couple more to it. And so you, but it's wired. Um, while it is the, the, uh, the base, right, that sits outside your grill or oven uh, is battery operated it's rechargeable uh, but then from that a wire runs from that you know the probe is wired into your grill or into your oven but it connects to wi-fi and it is a much better range you know and you can also uh, monitor things if you leave the house if it's connected to your wi-fi and you leave the house you grab your phone you're able to monitor it where you know while you're out doing errands or out running you know start something at uh, in the in the morning and you go to work and say you've got you know um, a dish that basically you're cooking in your oven at 275 um, you know we've got a couple you know we got a pork loin dish that we do at I think 250 225 250 in the oven and it, it'll cook all day. And we're able to put a probe in it and leave, and you know we can check it if we're out running around, or my wife can check it if she's out at work, wherever you're at. It, it's you know it, it's accessible, and you can check it, and that's awesome. The the meter plus again, there's no wires, which makes it awesome, but you know that single probe meter plus is Bluetooth, and it can through the device that it connects to. Uh, kind of extend its service onto your Wi-Fi network. But in order for others to check it, in order for, you know, like say you got two people, um, you know, that have uh, the app on their iPhone 
you know, you can open it up and both of them can check it, but it'll it'll connect to one via Bluetooth and then whatever devices are on the network, they're able to check uh, and monitor it as well. Uh, but if you leave the home and you get off that network, it it is you know you can't check it. So it's only for uh, those who are on the network at the home. So, um, <clears throat> but you know, hey, that, for a lot of folks, that's fine. That works great. They're not worried about putting it in and going to work, <clears throat> or you know, running errands and being able to check it while while they are out. Especially if it's in the oven, you know, and and uh, you know, in, unless they're just kind of keeping track so they can you know, have an excuse to tell whoever they're talking to they got to go <laughs> get home and take care of their, you know, take care of their supper or something like that. But uh, but those are the two that I recommend. If you're talking about leave-in probes, the completely wireless is the Meter Plus, not, and I repeat, not the Meter Block because it's, it is not accessible, but the Meter Plus single uh, is completely accessible. And then, of course, the Flame Boss thermometer uh, is accessible as well, but it is wired, but it's Wi-Fi instead of just Bluetooth. So, you know, there, there's pros and cons to both, uh, but it uh, they're, they're both going to work well for those who are blind or visually impaired especially. So, uh, so those are the two that I highly recommend. Now, there are instant read thermometers, talking thermometers. Hopefully, we're going to have Deborah Erickson from TheBlindKitchen.com back on with us very soon. But she's got a very nice talking thermometer instant read that is easy to use. It's only got three buttons. The big button that you can feel is, you know, you press it and it tells you the time. Um, One is for a backlight. So if you have some vision, it'll backlight the little LCD screen. The other changes from Celsius to to Fahrenheit. Uh, and so it's easy operation when you pull the it, the probe is hinged and kind of like a pocket knife. So you open up that probe, uh, swing it open, and it comes on. When you swing it close, it it turns off. Simple as that. And uh, you know it's it's super easy. It speaks very clearly and seems to be pretty accurate. So uh, that that's a great option for those who are looking for an instant read thermometer. You can go to theblindkitchen.com and pick that up. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I, I think from from what I have been able to use so far, that's probably going to be one of my favorites when it comes to the Instant Read. I do like the Thermoworks, and I've pushed the Thermoworks pretty hard. It's a one-button operation, but... Um, you know, uh, turning it on and off, you know, just holding that one, you know, there's just one button, right? There's no, there, there is kind of a large LCD screen. If you have some vision, maybe, you know, your low vision, you might be able to read it, uh, but it, it talks. But again, you, you hold the button to turn it on, hold the button to turn it off. And if, you know, you if you press the button while it's on, it'll speak whatever it's reading, the temperature it's reading right then. Um it, but uh, it, it it probably takes about four to five seconds to get a good, accurate reading. And a lot of the talking thermometers are going to be in that range. Unfortunately, I haven't come across a talking thermometer that is going to be the one, two-second kind of range of the thermopen, uh, and so, uh, which is not a talking thermometer. Um, you know, but those, you get some that are that quality, waterproof, and... Um, you know, the, you know, highly accurate and, and so fast 
They just don't make them that are talking, uh, unfortunately. At least not that I've been able to find. And so, uh, so that's where that's where we're at when it comes to the instant read thermometer. Ryzen has one. I think you can go to places like uh, Maxi Age or things like that. But you know, you want to support somebody who's visually impaired that is you know getting trying to get started and providing a lot of awesome. Uh, gadgets and uh, accessible tools for the kitchen and for the grill, then theblindkitchen.com. Don't forget the word the in front on the address of the website, theblindkitchen.com, and uh, check out what Deborah Erickson has going on there uh, and their talking thermometer. Um, it, it, it's been great, you know, for just a uh, an instant read kind of probe. Um <clears throat> so, folks, you got some other questions for us? Blindgrilling at gmail.com. We appreciate everybody who's been emailing us, writing in. We are doing our best to get the word out about the podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get my uh, networking <laughs> on and improve my skills. But one more thing I will tell you guys about, and that is uh, we are close on the website. We just about got the website up and going as well. My wife has really been working hard on getting that going, and uh, <clears throat> we'll see. We'll, we'll Hopefully it'll be some great information, a great landing spot to find out more information and keep updated on the podcast as well and the YouTube channel and, and get all our social media together uh, and um, and, you know, get the contact out in front of us as well. And I am seriously contemplating doing some recipe blogging as well. And so if that's something you guys are interested in, if I get enough interest in it, then um, then I'll, I'll do my best to get that going. Also, shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com to let me know if that's something you'd be interested in as well. And you want to contribute. Hey, I'll let you guys contribute as well and uh, share some recipes with us. Got an email from a lady in Canada and uh, Hengema. Uh, I, hopefully I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Uh, a new listener to the podcast uh, she talked about sharing a, a recipe with us as well. Because uh, I did have a question, interestingly enough, about kebabs. I want to get to that. But that was one of the things that she mentioned uh, possibly trying to share with us. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Otherwise, we'll talk about kebabs. And we're going to be talking about fish on the grill uh, next time also. So stay tuned for that. Friends and family gather around. All right, folks. Thanks again so much for helping and sharing out Blind Grilling Experience to everybody, all your friends, family, and cohorts out there. Remember to shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. And as always, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Barbecue keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.